Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Curriculum Podcast. My name is Hannah Tanksley, and this is a podcast dedicated to topics of conversation related to innovative instructional methods and design. So today on this podcast, I'm going to be talking about instructional coaches and what their role um, in the school district is. So in my own experience, I've never really worked with an instructional coach. Um, My first year of teaching, we had some after-school meetings that general ed teachers and mentors had to attend um, for high-ability instruction. Um, And it was just the high-ability coordinator kind of talking about different instructional strategies that she um, would implement with high-ability students. I'm not 100% sure if that was instructional coaching. It was definitely not one-on-one. It was a very large group. And it was a lot of, um, here's some information on a PowerPoint, take it in and do what you will with it. Um, So I would not really consider that instructional coaching. Um, I feel that instructional coaching is more of a one-on-one, personalized, um, I'm coming to your classroom to see how you do things type of role. Um, at my time here at Brownstown, there has also not ever been an instructional coach. Um, I think that this year, my role as the project-based learning coach, it is supposed to be an instructional coaching position. Um, however, the administrative, the administration is not really implementing it or using it as that type of position. Um, but I am supposed to be going into classrooms and, um, talking with teachers about things that they're already doing in their classroom and then how we can transform those instructional strategies into project-based learning. I have done that here at the elementary school. I've done it a little bit at the middle school, um, but unfortunately at the high school, uh, there's a lot of pushback and um, no support from administration. So um, I think that instructional coaching can really benefit classroom instruction. I think as teachers, we're working towards the goal of improving all student learning. We want to make sure that students are engaged in what they're doing. We want to make sure that there are not a whole lot of um, distractions, and we want to make sure that we're implementing the best strategies possible so that students can learn most effectively. So I think instructional coaching um, their role is to come in and kind of observe um, take notes about what teachers are doing in classroom and then talk to teachers about areas that they feel that they need improvement. So if there's a teacher that feels like they really struggle with classroom management, that's obviously distraction for your other students and we want to improve that so that all students can learn. So I think that the instructional coach in that position would go into the classroom, observe um, a more targeted area such as classroom management and then have conversations with the teacher um, about their classroom management strategy, why they feel it works, and then maybe do research together, maybe for them, maybe take some videos in the classroom and maybe come up with a system that's going to work and implement it slowly so that teachers feel um, that they are, that they have a voice in this. I don't feel that the instructional coach should be telling the teacher exactly what to do. I feel that the instructional coach is there as a mentor and as a coach, hence the word instructional coach, 
um, so that they can help teachers to come up with the ideas on their own. I don't think that teachers are going to benefit from somebody telling them exactly what to do. Um, it's their classroom. It's their students. It's their strategy. Um, we want to make sure that we're reflecting that as instructional coaches. Jim Knight is an instructional coach who has a YouTube channel where he discusses different um, kinds of instructional coaching uh, methods and terms and all kinds of stuff. He has a discussion about facilitative versus direct coaching, um, and he also adds in dialogical coaching. So a facilitative um, instructional coaching strategy, this is where coaches work from the perspective that teachers already know what to do. So in this case, the coach and the um, teacher work together. Um, the coach asks questions, the coach listens, and together they set a goal for their instructional, um, an instructional goal for their classroom and make a plan. Um, directive coaching is the opposite where the teacher doesn't know what to do. That's the perspective that we're working from. And the decision maker in the situation is the instructional coach. Whereas in the facilitative, um, coaching, the decision maker would be the teacher. Um, so in directive coaching, um, it would be more of the instructional coach going over new ideas and helping the teacher to, um, implement those into their classroom. So again, the decision maker in the situation is the instructional coach. Dialogical um, coaching is when teachers and coaches work together as partners. Um, they learn new things to hit a goal, but it's different because um, the teacher remains the decision maker in the situation. Um, In Maxwell's 360-degree leader, the lead-up principle number seven says know when to push and when to back off. I think um, as an instructional coach, you have to build a relationship with the teachers that you're working with, um, and you have to really understand how much they can take and how much they can't. Um, there's a lot on teachers' plates every single day. And when somebody comes into the classroom and says, okay, we're going to change your instructional strategies, um, that can be hard for a teacher, um, especially one who um, feels that they're doing a really good job or who may feel um, extremely stressed out about the areas in which they struggle. So I think as instructional coaches, we have to build that relationship and know when it's okay to push a teacher to do more and when we need to back off and kind of pull away. I also want to mention that if I was taking on an instructional coaching role, um, I would want to be an instructional coach who does more facilitative or dialogical coaching. And I just feel that that's worked what works best as an instructional coach because you're going into someone else's classroom and you're trying to help them fix 
um, areas in which they struggle or which they think that they need improvement. And I think that as a directive coach, um, it would be very hard to get teachers on board um, when you're the decision maker and when you are not in their classroom every day and know what works and what doesn't. Um, so I'm really curious to know when directive coaching needs to happen compared to facilitative or dialogical. Um, I think that directive coaching, obviously, if you're learning something that's being implemented district-wide, like in my case with project-based learning, a lot of teachers don't know what PBL is or how to do it. So I think that there are ways where that could be directive coaching, but at the same time, I really feel like I work dialogically in a partnership with teachers to help them um, implement that into their classroom. Um, so I'm really just curious, maybe it's when teachers are on a, a plan um, after their uh, evaluations. Maybe that's when the instructional coach comes in and does more directive work um, at on the administrator's terms. Um, so that that teacher can make an improvement. I'm not really sure where directive coaching fits in, but I'm curious to know. There is an article titled The Case for Coaching by the Rutherford Learning Group, um, which lists 10 items um, in the case for coaching. I think that all 10 of these items are great reminders for administrators and for teachers um, who are experiencing instructional coaching or who are implementing coaching into their school districts, um, maybe for the first time. Um, the one that I think is the most important or the most vital um, to instructional improvement is the very first one. So it says, Coaching develops the innate and latent talents of teachers. The process is positive and rewarding to both teacher and coach. So I think that this one is really important because, as I kind of mentioned before, I think teachers struggle with having somebody come into their classroom um, and telling them how to change things or how to improve. And I think with an instructional coach mindset right now, I think that the best way to do this is to take what teachers already do or what their talents already are and try to figure out how to improve them. Um, I think that we should focus on what the talents of our teachers are and um, make this process more positive for them. So, for example, if I have a teacher who's struggling with instructional, or sorry, if I have a teacher who is struggling with classroom management, but is really, really good at, let's say, reading instruction, I might be able to focus on the good things that that teacher is doing with reading instruction and focus on how the teacher's students are engaged in that reading instruction. And then I might make connections with those strategies and figure out a way, help the teacher figure out a way to take some of those elements of that high quality reading instruction and turn them into classroom management strategies. Um, 
And I think that that would be very positive for a teacher because it's pointing out really awesome things that they're already doing in their classroom and just kind of um, flipping a switch uh, to help them see that they can make improvements that are simple that are going to be um, really awesome changes for their classroom and for their students. The Cult of Pedagogy podcast has um, an episode where um, Jennifer Gonzalez interviews two instructional coaches um, and kind of talks about their experience as an instructional coach. And I really liked the points that both of these coaches made. So the first one, Gretchen, talked about how it's all about building relationships. And I really agree with that because if you don't have a relationship with somebody, they don't want to learn or connect with you at all. And if you can't connect with somebody, how are you supposed to teach them? Um, The second person, um, Eric, talks about how um, it's just like being in a classroom telling is not teaching. So if you're just telling someone like you should really do this or that, that's not teaching that person. Um, so that's not good coaching either. Um, I personally have had a pretty bad experience this past year with being in a quote unquote instructional coaching role. Um, And I have some strong opinions about being an instructional coach. Um, So when I first began my master's, that was the end goal. I wanted to be an instructional coach and then continue to move up into um, curriculum development and that type of work. Um, This year has given me kind of, uh, has kind of opened my eyes to how teachers respond to this type of work. Um, and I, I feel like I have a nasty taste in my mouth about instructional coaching, um, specifically in districts where it's brand new. I think that in districts where the instructional coach position has already been created and teachers already know that someone's going to come into the room and do this instructional coaching and teachers understand what it is and what the point of it is and, Um, you know, there's more support from administration about, um, the purpose of instructional coaching. I think that's the kind of situation that I would want to get into. Um, and I know being in a district already, you know, I have a good relationship with teachers that are here and I might build some trust. However, um, it's just not, there's not a culture of growth mindset here at my school district. And I think that's really where um, we're struggling with this. I feel that teachers need to have that mindset that, you know, what I'm doing is really good, um, but there are definitely ways that I can improve. And there's not that mindset of um, being a, a lifelong learner, essentially, where we want to continue to learn new things and continue to learn new strategies. What I've experienced is that teachers don't really care um, what they are doing. If it works, then it works. Um, If it doesn't, then oh well. You know, um, from what I've seen here at my district specifically, I'm not talking about all over 
um, by any means. But what I've seen is that it's a mindset of it's my classroom, it's my rules. Um, so when our students are suffering because they're not um, connecting with the teacher or with the instructional strategies that are being implemented in the classroom, then it's too bad, so sad. Um, at this point, I'm kind of, I'm babbling and I'm not really getting to the point. Um, but anyway, um, I think that instructional coaching can be very rewarding because we're helping teachers have those light bulb moments, just like we would have, we would help our students have those light bulb moments. Teachers are going to have the same ones. And to see somebody who is struggling with a certain area in their classroom be more confident in their teaching because you helped them, I cannot imagine how rewarding that would be. And in my experience this year where I have done some work with project-based learning, it's been really awesome to see teachers excited about teaching this way. Um, it's really been awesome to see teachers um, look over their data charts that students and see that students have improved a lot because of the strategy that they've used. And I really, really wish that here in my district that was something that um, all teachers were willing to try. And I know that, you know, I'm, I might be preaching to the crowd here. It might be, you know, you're having the same issues in your district as well, but it just seems that, um, the teachers here in my district just don't want to learn new things. And it might be, you know, we have a lot of teachers who are retiring in the next couple of years. Our district is full of a lot of veteran teachers who just want to be done, basically. And um, maybe that's the problem. I'm not really sure. But it just seems like we don't have the right mindset for instructional coaches here. And I think the only way that that can change is if the administrator, um, the district administrator implements that mindset or pushes that mindset, I guess, um, more so that it's a better experience. I don't know. Um, but anyway, personally, um, I would like to go back to the classroom next year um, because I really just don't feel that I'm growing in this position. I just feel that, um, you know, I, I have a lot to learn still and I want to practice it. And then um, maybe eventually I would try instructional coaching out again. But at this point, um, the instructional coach position is just not my end goal. Um, and I would like to work towards... Um, what my end goal originally was, which would, would be a curriculum director and developer. Um, so anyway, I hope that answered the last question. Um, if not, sorry. <laughs> that about does it for this episode of the Creative Curriculum Podcast. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.